is everybody. Hi there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we show you three or four interesting tech topics in the news. Do you know what to call your apps? It might be more complicated than you really think. <laughs> uh, and if there's a news story you want us to cover, reach out. CreationStation at Broward.org. That comes right to us, and we'll get it on the show for you. And today, my guest is Michael Bryant filling in today. Thank you, Michael, for doing that. You're very welcome. Michael's a regular on the show if you pay attention to our summer learning programs because he is busy right now putting together summer learning stuff. Fill in everybody who hasn't seen you out here before. What do you do, Michael? Thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. I am the adult services coordinator with Broward County Library. Um, I get a chance to oversee all of the adult programs throughout the entire library system. So it keeps me busy. You know, I get a chance to work with um, several different teams and committees as we develop um, uh, programs and events, um, creating collaborations and partnerships with our community leaders and things of that nature. So I, I stay busy. Yeah, just a few. Hey, Michael's in our cubicles are next to each other, and we're constantly interrupting each other's meetings. With, could you please just hold on, mute? Yeah, Not exactly. It's a, a good thing. Um, let's get started with our first story because Michael and I have both been following CES, and we know what's yeah. going. On, you know, do all these cool things. And 90% of CES we do not cover on this show <laughs> because <laughs> CES is all about these cool wonder things. And this show is about something you can go buy tomorrow, mm -hmm. which this first one kind of qualifies. Uh, Apple's finally putting out their infamous headset that everybody's been waiting years for. And you can pre-order it starting tomorrow. And if you didn't already get the email about pre-ordering it, you probably are not going to be able to, but just in case. Um, but the thing that struck me about this was this media kit that they put out mm -hmm. that lists all these things. Like it's called vision OS, small V, always a small V. You can't capitalize it. Even just at the beginning of a sentence, you can't call them XR or AR or VR mm -hmm. or MR or all these things. They want to be called spatial computing. You're not an Apple person. What do you think about this, Michael? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I am an Android guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I when I first saw it, I was thinking that um, it has something to do with their branding and um, that they're trying to establish some type of consistency um, across the board. And so that's what that's what jumped out to me when I when I saw that. See, that's that marketing person in you. <laughs> you, you know these things. And yeah, I, I've looked at this and I'm like, and, and I saw some of the commentary like, oh, see, Apple's going to have their own term and be special. And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, Magic Leap in 2018 was spatial computing apps. This is not mm -hmm. a new Apple thing. So I kind of wonder how Apple stuck on this one term as being mm -hmm. the special thing that they need to talk about and do. But it looks like it's going to be an interesting compatibility thing for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. I um, I think that as I was going through the article, I think it talked about some of the the concepts of why Apple is doing this, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's I think that's where I picked up on the the consistency and the clarity in naming its products across you know across the product lines and stuff like that. So I think that's 
part of what they were trying to get or what they're trying to get across. Yeah. $3,500 coming out the beginning of February 2nd is supposed to when it's going to arrive on your doorstep. If you've pre-ordered it, uh, we'll be talking about XR actually for creation station monthly at the end of January. So pay attention to that podcast as it's coming up. There was one other really cool piece of tech at Mm -hmm. CES that I liked. Um, Mm -hmm. and that I was really happy is it's available. Now you can just go buy this thing, go to their website and I'm not, the library is not recommending you do this, but you could, if you wanted to, go buy the gyro glove. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, a glove that is designed for people with essential tremors or Parkinson's or things like that, where it is supposed to use it uses multiple gyroscopes to keep your wrist and hands steady and not shake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, when I was looking at the article, Bob, and I found it very interesting, I don't recall if it's, um, if it talked about, I wonder if insurance will help to offset. That is totally unknown at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It's an assistive device. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and I have both worked with a lot of veterans organizations, and I'm certain Mm -hmm. they are going to be leaping at this Mm -hmm. because This kind of came out of nowhere. The company was like, yeah, we're going to be trying to show off this gear. And they came in with a package and said, oh, yeah, and here it's available and you can order now and we're shipping today. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. they kind of surprised everybody with that. And I'm sure the healthcare organizations are not quite ready to put this on FSA or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be something that's seriously going to change people's lives. Like yeah. that spoon. Have you seen that spoon that came out a few years ago? It's got the built-in gyroscope. So it keeps the spoon steady. No, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. No. And so this is like a bigger souped up version mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see where it all lands with an insurance piece, because I would imagine that's going to be, um, it's going to create barriers for certain people where it's going to be out of their reach. $5,900. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For one glove, for one hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is this was the device that I was like, okay, that's cool. Oh, that'll be awesome to talk about when it comes out. Oh, wait a yeah. minute, I can buy it tomorrow. I mean, not that I need <laughs> it, but I'm like, okay, then this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yes. we'll keep it our eye, keeping our eyes out for it. And uh, if there's any tech out there that you saw that you want to talk about, let us know because CES is going on all week here still through the weekend. Shoot us an email about that. Mm-hmm. The other story that I found that I thought was really interesting. And by the way, as always, all these show notes are there in the in the comments for you so that you can go follow these links yourself and go chase up on these. This guy's obsession do you think your wife would let you go? I know my wife would not let me do this. He is obsessed about going out mm. and finding these super rare, almost extinct plants and animals. And he mm-hmm. travels the globe and he's out of the UK, but he's going all through Jakarta and all through a lot of Indonesia, finding these really super rare animals. The, the headline one is the craziest one, I think. Mm-hmm. Two people have seen it, and one guy back in 1928 who killed the only one he saw, mm-hmm. and this guy who managed to take a photo of it. 
Yeah, the tree, the tree, the tree kangaroo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and w as he's going through and he, he, we've got some pictures here of the birds that he found mm -hmm. and this, <laughs> this super rare possum that a villager found and was eating when he found it. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, here's a picture of that, uh, small little possum there that they thought was extinct because of the uh, forest fires from 90, back in 97 there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I thought about when I, um, was going through the article, um, preparing is that, you know, he talked about, you know, the importance of the local community, right? Mm -hmm. And what I think think about when I saw that is how there's opportunities for people to impact their communities in different ways. And people who love these things, they have a space where they can get involved and, you know, push their agenda of protecting yeah. the environment and these species and things of that nature. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, and and I, I and the the reason why this is really you know our tech and science kind of story mm -hmm. is exactly that, Michael, is that here's someone who's taken it upon himself. And I was teasing about it because he he in the article they talk about his wife allowing mm -hmm. him to go on these trips, and yeah. I know my wife is going to be like, no, I'm going to come with you because she's mm -hmm. not going to let me just go away to some of these places. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the idea of, like you said, he's helping empower people who otherwise might get their forest you know, cut down mm -hmm. or change dramatically with the, one of the examples in one place is the palm oil harvesting and stuff. So mm -hmm. it makes it really nice for people to have that. Here is someone documenting it for us and showing mm -hmm. the world, Hey, we've got important stuff here. You don't yeah. need to change it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you have that balance that you're trying to strike with development and um, preservation of these natural resources that we have. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's looking for the giant salamander now. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. Yes. There was one other really big news story out there this week that may hopefully a lot of people know about it. And it is all about space mm -hmm. and it is great. And we launched the Vulcan, which is the first time a commercial, the, the first commercial successful launch of a lunar mm -hmm. thing. Um, SpaceX is trying again next month mm -hmm. uh, to launch theirs. Artemis went up, uh, mm -hmm. which is NASA's. So we now have three that are working to get stuff launched into orbit and sent to the moon. It's a great thing. And they were going to send Peregrine, which is the little mini lander built in mm -hmm. as a commercial thing to the moon. And then everything went wrong about 24 hours in. <laughs> <laughs> so if you follow well, the news stories, it's in here. Give me your take first, Mark. Well, well I thought about the, um, the competition, um, yeah. you know, it seems like competition is always good for the industry where you have uh, Vulcan being like this, like this latest challenger for um, SpaceX dominance and everything. Mm -hmm. And so whenever there's competition, I think consumers get a better product because now these organizations are pushing each other to put out a better product that consumers can take advantage of. Yeah. And uh, Blue Origin has theirs lined up for next year. 
Mm-hmm. So in theory, we'll have three different commercial ones launching and NASA launching their own Artemis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time over the next two years for our new space race because mm-hmm. those are just United States ones. We're not talking India, China, mm-hmm. Japan, the uh, the European Space Union. They have some amazing stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. But one of the parts about this that I was a little concerned over, and then I became really concerned over when Peregrine failed, is this Memorial Space Flights package. So, and I know you probably have no idea what this is, Michael. What they did was a private company, this Mm -hmm. Celestis, has taken some famous people's DNA, uh, mm-hmm. people from Star Trek. I'm sorry. Yes, from Star Trek, uh, James Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, some different uh, astronauts and various mm-hmm. actors and authors, some of the original Arthur C. Arthur C. Clarke and some of the original science fiction authors, mm-hmm. and taken their remains and packaged it up along with some notes and some DNA from people and launching it into the moon mm-hmm. so that it lands as a memorial on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Is this a great, I just don't see this as being a great idea to pollute the moon. We already know we're going to have a problem. Why are we polluting the moon with this now, too? I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't answer that. I noticed that um, one of the actors was, um, was it James Scotty. Was it Duhan? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen that we just sit back and you just kind of scratch your head sometimes to just wonder if maybe some of it is you know a sense of just accomplishment to say you know we were able to do this. Um, What's the reasoning behind it? Like, what's the the end game behind it? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, and, and yeah, that that's my thing. Is like, it, there was several people, mo- um, a large chunk of people who had no idea mm-hmm. this was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I didn't know it was happening, and I didn't know that there were protests at the flight about this. That mm-hmm. uh, some people were protesting, saying, "No, oh, you're desecrating the moon and stuff like that." So. Mm-hmm. I put the articles in the show notes there, so everybody gets a chance to take a look at it and mm-hmm. and think about those ideas for yourself. Yeah. Um, it's it's a different different type of thing, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not so certain. Let's we've got space tourists. I'm not so certain we need lunar tourism yet. Let's get the mm-hmm. professionals up there. Let's get the robots up there and get that figured out before we start dropping our miscellaneous stuff around. <laughs> I hate to talk about dead people's miscellaneous stuff, but but it's like you're just compressing them all into a little can and dropping the can on the planet, on another mm-hmm. planet. You're not like building a little graveyard or memorial or anything. You're just mm-hmm. dropping something on the ground. And, ah. and I think also and probably is um, very foreign to us because we kind of think about memorials. Um, I think you and I were talking about this earlier. Um, we're really looking at doing some um, events around uh, Memorial Day coming up. And so we think about memorial um, for veterans and we think about going to a grave site, honoring these people who have fallen um, in combat and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, part of it is, you know, actually being able to go and visit these sites and everything. Yeah. And, and I just wonder, you know, with it being on the moon, 
you know, like what's the end game? Yeah, I, I put it into a little satellite and they can be <laughs> orbiting the earth and everybody can pull out a telescope and go up there and look and say, look, those mm. are the original Apollo astronauts. You know, that's the memorial to them or something. I, mm. I don't know. But our last story of the day mm -hmm. is all about DNA and privacy. So, did you did you participate in uh, Twenty One and Me? No, I haven't had a chance to do that yet. No. Okay. Uh, my stuff was not hacked. My information from there. Mm -hmm. um, but the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has come out with guidelines and has issued a paper. I guess is the best way to phrase this on how companies need to protect our DNA mm -hmm. and what they're doing with it and how they're dealing with this for everything. And by everything, they include mm -hmm. biometrics. They include all sorts of that other stuff in there. So it, it is keeping not only those DNA samples you might give to a company, but mm -hmm. your phone your face ID, your thumbprint mm -hmm. ID on your whatever that you're using to unlock and do stuff. Mm -hmm. They're like, let's establish some rules now, which I'm all for doing that, which should have been done two years ago, but let's do it now at least. What do you think about that, Michael? Where, who do you think should be in charge? Should it be the Federal Trade Commission who's in charge of stock markets being <laughs> in charge of this? <laughs> I don't, I don't know who needs to be in charge of it per se, um, but I know um, there, there is privacy concerns, you know, you know, all of these devices and this interconnectivity that we have where, you know, your information is floating here and floating there. Um, so I, I don't know what organization should govern it, but there should be something in place. Um, yeah. But I do have concerns when you have you know, an entity trying to regulate something and just like every other, you know, industry, how do you enforce these things? How do you keep track of them? There's just the, does the agency have the bandwidth to enforce any of these issues when in essence, you're depending on the company to kind of self-regulate themselves yeah. unless there's some gross, gross thing that, um, mismanagement that rises to a certain level why the, the oversight agency now gets wind of it mm -hmm. and so it, it's just it's a lot of questions that need to be answered it's nice to definitely have that information protected but you know it's i i just wonder you know they talk about us being in the information age now and i wonder how secure this information is ever going to be yeah and of course the links in the show notes for everybody mm -hmm. so you can go read if you haven't read a federal document like this before it's a good i mean this is a press release by the ftc talking about things so it's a good idea to go give it a test and click on some other links so you can see like michael was just talking about what are they actually going to do when somebody breaks these rules mm -hmm. and take a look at some of these things where it can take years for an enforcement policy to come into effect when they come and do these sorts of things. This is not a, they screwed up and we're going to arrest them and put them in jail in two weeks. This is uh, mm -hmm. you know, 24, 36 month process of investigations. So mm -hmm. it makes me think about um, periodically, 
you get a little card in the mail that says, oh, you're part of a class action lawsuit. I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh -huh. and, then, and then the class action lawsuit is over and you got um, $13.85 check that comes your way. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to highlight before we get out of here, because we have to close soon, but I want to highlight, you've got this really cool program that's running right now in the spring mm -hmm. of the Broward Free Scholars Speaker Series. Fill us in about what this is. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Bob. We have a, um, a speaker series where we have tons of different um, subject matters that we're going to be discussing. Um, we schedule a series of um, subject matter experts that, that's going to be talking about um, Dr. Martin Luther King. That event happened yesterday. We're going to have a musical journey through Florida. Um, we have uh, Native American heritage speakers. Um, uh, we actually, um, I'm excited very much so about all of them. And we have one in March um, to celebrate Women's History Month where we're going to talk about female superheroes. Um, we're going to have um, subject matter experts talking about the housing and affordability crisis that we find ourselves here dealing with in Broward County. And uh, we're also going to do something for Jewish um, American Heritage Month as well. And so we have just a plethora of um, conversations that we're having. The library is a perfect place for uh, people with different opinions to come, converse with each other, and have a, a wide range of conversations. So we're hoping people can come out, learn a lot about these subjects, um, have a great time engaging in conversation with each other, and also um, continue the conversation at home by checking out some library materials. Mm -hmm. um, also, maybe um, looking at some of our databases where they can continue the conversation at home. It was a Dr. King one. I, I know that that I spotted it, that's online. Is that available on the Facebook feed for people? I don't have that information, but okay. I can okay, no, uh, really. research it for you. You know, just kind of curious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And reach out anybody who needs that, reach out creation station at Broward.org. We'll put you in touch with Michael and whoever about these programs. I mean, this is this covers like eight, nine different libraries around the, the yes. county. So it's not like you just have to come to one place. So reach out and do these things. Yes, we um, we put this series together as part of our 50th anniversary. Um, um, wide range of programs that we're doing. Libraries all across the, the county are celebrating the 50th anniversary of Broward County Library. And this is one of the contributions that we put forth as part of that celebration. It only feels like we've both been here that whole time. <laughs> If there is a library or librarian you want to see featured on the show, reach out, creationstation at broward.org. We'll see everybody next week. All right. Take care. Thank you.